Hello y'all and welcome back to Write First, Think Later. My name is Harry and I am once again your host as we journey into the world of writing. Like I said last time, we're going to be talking about setting, both physical setting and the setting in time that our characters are in. So buckle up. Today we are going to talk about physical setting and we're going to talk a little bit about some world building things to consider, things to do, uh, because even if you are working with contemporary fiction or contemporary anything where there are no fantasy elements, no extra worlds to explore, no magic systems to create, you're still going to have to do some world building, just getting your reader and the audience to the place where the story is set. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, so welcome, join me. A lot of these notes are taken from a live eye viewed, watched, I don't know the proper word, uh, on Friday the 13th on Y'all Right on Instagram. They had a live kind of Q&A session about world building with Cassandra Clare, who is the author of the Mortal Instrument series, and the Queen Lee Bardugo. You see why I watched it. I was like, if Lee Bardugo is going to talk about world building, I am there because I love the Grisha verse. So they talked about a lot of different things in world building. A lot of it is fantasy related, so I might kind of condense some of their notes and some of the stuff I found that was really interesting into something specifically more related to fantasy world building. Uh, of course, specifically creating something from the ground up, a whole new world from the ground up. So maybe I'll do that. But a lot of these kind of general notes about physical setting and introducing us to the world around the characters uh, are taken from that live. So thank you to Cassandra Clare and Lee Bardigo. Shout out. So without any further ado, why don't we dive in? Alrighty, so the physical setting is going to be where the story takes place. The setting in time will be when, but this is going to be where. So London versus Ravka versus Hogwarts. Uh, this can be a specific world. This can be a specific kind of general city. This can also just be one specific place. So Ravka is going to be a whole country. Uh, London is going to be, of course, that city. And then Hogwarts is just going to be that one place. And the physical setting can change. It can jump around. So for example, um, we're going to, again, go with the Grishaverse, King of Scars. Uh, we are not always in the same place. Nina is in Fierda. Uh, Nikolai is in Ravka and then not in Ravka. It's weird. Um, Isaac is in Os Alta. So there's a lot of changing, a lot of shifting. So your story does not have to stay in the same place. It doesn't have to stay in the same country or even in the same, like, one specific spot. If you think about Hogwarts and Harry Potter, we're not just at Hogwarts the entire year. We go to Hogsmeade, we go to the Borough, we go to Grimmauld Place later on. We go to a number of different places. So don't feel like you have to be constricted to just that one place. There are a lot of questions to first ask yourself, however, when you are looking at physical setting or maybe even deciding where exactly to base your story, if it is flexible enough that in the beginning you can say, okay, this might be two different places. Where is it gonna be exactly? I have something like that as well, Hand That Feeds. Uh, it could very much lean into uh, kind of north of USA. It could also lean into somewhere in England. Uh, it is in the US. It's very firmly rooted in the US. There's something else kind of rooted in the south that goes with it, but it was flexible enough and it could shift enough to go to a number of different places. There are going to be some stories, however, where you know for a fact this is where my story is set. Great. Once you know that, you need to start kind of looking at and asking yourself some of these questions just so you get an idea of how the world is and how it will influence your characters. 
the world around you and the setting and where you drop your characters into is going to affect them and what all they're able to do, whether or not you realize in the moment that it will. So for example, the stuff that you're able to do in Austin, Texas in the 1880s is completely different from what you're able to do in Paris, France in the 1880s. Super, super different. Very different vibes, different environment, different clothes, really different everything. What is acceptable there is not acceptable the other place. You get it. You get what I'm putting down. So no matter where you put your characters, there's going to be a lot of influence there. Um, the world is going to have that influence. Again, it doesn't have to be like a magical world for it to have that influence or really breathe and feel like it's a major character in the story. It's going to do that no matter where it's at. But like I said, world building is going to be important for any type of setting. And there are some things to kind of consider and to think about. One of the big things that Lee Bardugo and Cassandra Clare both said was power and who has power. Not in relation to like magical powers. Of course, that is something to think about if you're writing fantasy or something else where people have magic powers. But power in general. Power is at play in every part of our society and every book that you read. You got to think about who in that setting has the most power. How do they get that power? Are they born into it? Do they earn it? Do they stumble across it? Who has the political power, the social power? Where do your characters fall on this spectrum? Does your main character, are they at the top, top, top of the league? Or are they in the middle or are they kind of closer to the bottom? How does that impact their relationship with other characters? Where does that fall? In different units, how does the power shift there? So for example, in a societal setting, you know, maybe this family falls middle upper class and that's kind of some power, um, political, social, all that. But then looking at this family of, let's say eight, mom, dad, couple, couple, six kids. I couldn't do math for a second. Who has the most power out of all of those people? Is it going to be the one who earns the most money? Is it going to be the one who is the strongest or the most attractive? Is it going to be the youngest? How does power influence your character? How much power do they have in this world and in their own kind of section of the world? How much power they have and how much power those around them have has is going to influence the story and how your characters interact with each other. Similarly, what rules, written or otherwise, govern the world? So what is laid out by the political system, by the law? What is laid out just in terms of societal rules, um, societal importance? How much do your characters adhere to these rules? How much do they create their own rules? Are they in charge of these rules? Are they just kind of affected by them? And how do they vary from character to character? We're going to go back to uh, London, England. I think I, I mentioned London at the beginning. Um, we're going to go specifically to the Victorian era. The rules that governed a upper class lady in the Victorian era are not the same rules that govern a lower class lady in the Victorian era. Similarly, the rules that govern a upper-class Victorian woman are not the ones that govern an upper-class Victorian man. So think about that different type of kind of rule dynamic. How affected your character is by all of these rules? Are they aware of the rules that govern other people? And do they kind of go with the rules that were assigned to them and they feel like they have to follow? Or do they shirk them, come up with their own? Or do they cherry pick and kind of follow their own interpretation of the rules? Also, what's the weather like? And what's the time of year? Think about that. Weather will influence so much of your story. The example in a book that I read, The Gotham, of course, uh, 
was, you know, what you can do in Siberia versus what you can do in the Sahara Desert, they, it's very shifting. You can't do the exact same things there. So think about that. Another thing to think about with time of year, how does this world that you're in operate during that time of year? Are people out and about? Are they having fun? Are they kind of up doing more trade? Or are they chilling? Kind of inside hiding. What what happens at that time of year in the world? Think about how the weather might influence your character. Do they feel sickly in one type of weather? Do they like to stay in in another type of weather? Are they just a go out, get them type of person? Do they like a specific time of year or are they constrained to new rules or a different type of setting in that time of year? What is familiar to your character as well? What is safe to them in this world and what's not? So what areas are going to be safe spaces, places that they can go when they need something or just places that they are used to seeing and can really get comfortable in? And what are places that they're not super comfortable in? Why are they maybe not that comfortable there? Have they been there? Have they not been there before? What makes this type of place uncomfortable for the character? How do the different type of people act? What's typical? So again, we're thinking about Austin, Texas versus Paris, France. Very different type of people, especially in the 1880s. Austin was probably a bit more of a like a wow wow west type town. Uh, and then Paris, France was Paris, France. So think about the different ways that people interact, react, act, uh, and whether or not something or a certain type of behavior is going to be a little more typical. Does your character act in the typical way? If they don't, that's fine, but you just have to have an idea of how the typical human person character interacts in that world with everybody else. So that way you can know going forward how your character is different also have an idea of how people would react to that difference and keep that in mind as you're working with the character as well. What's the political leaning and the political environment in this world like as well? Where does your character fall in that? Uh, if this is a really, really small town in Alabama and your character is a queer person, that will affect them quite a lot. That political leaning, that will be a lot of the story. You know, you, maybe your character is somebody who is a conservative person in Alabama maybe they're again that queer person the political leading and political environment is going to affect the story quite a lot again i think i said in another episode um atlanta in the 1860s is going to be very very different from like england london england in the 1860s a very different political social environment lots of different things going on lots of different issues being tackled so think about that if this is a real world setting definitely think about that as well um, try to position your characters in like a, a spot either that you're familiar with or just really think about it. Don't just plot people somewhere. Give it a good thinker, a good thought. A lot of these, like I've been saying, can work for both the real world, fantasy world. If you're creating a fantasy world, this is all stuff you need to be asking yourself. If you're creating a real world, you should probably be asking yourself this if not in the first draft, at least a little bit later, some things are going to come a little more natural. Like if you're writing contemporary fiction, you're going to know who's going to have more social power, who's going to have more um, like comfortableness in a certain type of environment. So writing in a contemporary modern day or a time period that you're super familiar with setting is going to be, you're not even going to think about some of this. You're just going to know it. You're just going to be like, this is how it works. This is how it is. Blah, blah, blah. Similarly, what is in fashion? 
and what do those around your main character wear? How do they feel about this? Again, if you're writing something contemporary, you can kind of guess how people dress. You can probably see how people dress. If you're writing something that is based in a fantasy world, you get to figure out what people are wearing, which is very exciting. If you're like me and you write a lot of historical fiction, you better get yourself on Pinterest. You better figure out what time period you're in. And by that, I don't just mean Victorian. I mean, what time period, what section of the Victorian era are you in? I can speak from personal experience in that a lot of different time periods are going to have a wide variety of fashion, a wide array of fashion. Men's fashion will change every hundred years-ish. Women's fashion is going to change every ten years. Five, in some cases. One in the Victorian era. Uh, everything gets real different from like seven, 1879 to like 1880, or like is it 1880 to 1881. There is some point in the Victorian era where it just overnight changes. So you need to be cognizant of those different changes, what people wore at that specific time. So get that kind of in your head. That can take some time. For some areas, it's not going to be like quite as important. If you are writing about a poor person in the 1700s, you really don't, you don't need to know like all the latest fashion. They're going to wear what they've got from last year and the year before and the year before and the year before. They're just going to wear whatever. However, if they're in the French court, they are a friend of Marie Antoinette, you better know what was going on in French fashion at that specific time. Because again, it changed. So keep in mind what the current fashions are and what your specific characters wear or like to wear. Your character does not have to like the newest, latest, hottest fashions they can like whatever they want. That was a lot about fashion. I apologize. I skipped the boat on being a fashion historian so I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on about historical dress. I will not. I will save that for another time. The main thing is just going to be to kind of think through all of this, at least in the beginning. You need to do your research into either the world that you are plopping your character into, if it's one you're not familiar with, or into the world that you are creating. And if you're creating a whole world, then you're going to have to do research into different areas that might influence that new place that you are coming up with. So do your research, do your thinking. It might be brainstorming, it might be listening to a podcast or a playlist over and over again. Whatever it's going to be to help you really think about that world, do it. Research it. But at some point you're going to have to write it. And I was so excited when Miss Bardugo, Miss Lee Bardugo said this. She said that you can do your research in the beginning and you can research and research and plan and plan and plan, but at some point you're going to have to write because you can't have this perfectly researched world, but it's never going to be perfect. It's going to evolve and you're going to get bogged down in those details. And eventually you're going to just be running from writing and you're not going to know what you don't know until you start writing. So get a good base and then dive in and just start writing and keep a list of things that you need to know. Either stop and answer a question then, Google, look around, get a book, or keep a list of things that you need to know and things that you need to work on, but give it a guess and then go. Either of these work. I do this all the time. Like I said, I am writing something that is set in Victorian England. I am not a Victorian. I don't know much about Victorian England. I'm not even English. I don't know much, right? So I am having to kind of go through and use the base of knowledge that I have just from, you know, being a history nerd or from doing preliminary research 
to go through and create this world, find this world, and see how my characters fit into it. And then I'm writing and when I come across something I don't quite know the answer to it, then I go back and I do a little bit of research. Like for example, it was months ago, I was writing something and I realized my character was being presented at court and I didn't know how Victorian court presentations went and so I had to do some googling and some reading and I learned a little bit and I continue to learn more now. So you can go and kind of fill in the gaps as you go along but you do have to start writing. Write first, think later if you will. <laughs> Lee Bardugo did not say that I, I wish I wish you would have, I would have died. With that, that is everything that I've got. Those were all my notes. Short ish sweet sort of and to the point so i hope you were able to gather something maybe as we were going through something sparked some interest or inspired you to think further about something or you just got a good list of questions that you can use for later i certainly got a couple of things that i will use later and continue to have in my arsenal for when i'm writing one of course um was just power i forget to think about the power structure in some things some things it's going to be a little more inherent just keep in mind those questions do some research don't be afraid to say oh that was wrong and go back and fix it it's okay if you have to go back and fix something just give yourself room to make those mistakes just a reminder no one's gonna write a perfect first draft so if as you're building this world it's not quite perfect in the beginning either you needed to know something and didn't know that you needed to know it until way too late or you just didn't get this perfect idea kind of nailed down until after you've written it and now you're going to have to go back and fix it that's okay no one writes a perfect first draft part of writing is figuring out what you need to know and then going back in and adding all that good stuff that makes it worth reading and super memorable so thank you guys for joining me i hope you grabbed some knowledge learned a quick thing and had a lovely lovely weekend i will talk with all of you next week as always Please feel free to reach out on Instagram at writefirstthinklater, all one word, or email me at writepodcast. <laughs> Sorry, writepodcast at gmail.com. Jesus Christ, I really want ice cream. I think that's what's distracting me. Um, <laughs> have a lovely week, you guys. I look forward to talking with you again next week. If you need anything, let me know. And feel free to share any lovely, lovely stories that you write with me. I look forward to reading them soon. Bye, y'all.